as we celebrate the Epiphany, we see things that are happening that are new to most of the world, at least at that time. These kings, these noble people, these royal people, are going to come and honor this child, this Messiah. And they're going to bring with them three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And probably everybody's heard this. Gold would be the gift that you would give to a king. It's expensive. It's royal. Incense is what you offer to God because it's smoke that you light, and as the smoke rises up to the air, you know that your prayer is going up to God. Myrrh is a whole different thing. Myrrh is something that they would use to help in literally to rub all over the body. It'd be like herbs and spices when somebody had died, probably to keep the odor down for a little while until they could wrap the person and get them into the ground or into the tomb. So even at his birth, he's being acknowledged as God, king, and anybody know what the myrrh is for? His death, okay? So that's what we're talking about here today. And it's an interesting thing. And as I was reflecting on this, I thought to myself, how do we in our world today live out Christmas and Epiphany? How do we do that? Because we live in a very secular society. Sometimes you'd even call it a pagan society in which we live in today. I thought to myself, how do you do it? And you do it by keeping balance in your life. Now, let me give you an example. At my family this year, we had people in Chicago and we had people in Marion. And you could choose where you wanted to go. And I went to Marion because it's closer. Okay? And um, it was fun because I had my brother and his wife and their two daughters and then the three great-grandchildren, grand, my great-nieces and nephews. They are three, five, and seven, okay? And my sister-in-law decided this year that it would be a good year since they were old enough to understand but too old to get too crazy with it, which she was mistaken on that aspect of it. She bought as a gift for everybody of the three children of whoopee cushions, okay? And, of course, the older two knew exactly what they were, and the three-year-old had no idea. But as his cousins were blowing this up and then squeezing it, he was screeching, I mean screeching, unbelievably. He thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever seen. Okay? And I thought to myself, well, this is going to be a very interesting dinner tonight. And we sat down, and we all prayed, and we thanked God for the food we were going to share. We thanked God for Jesus at Christmas. So I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, okay, they're getting it. They're getting it. I'm not going to have to hit anybody over the head and say, no, you losers. That's not what it's about. It's about Jesus being born, okay? But they got it, and they knew what we were there for. And it dawned on me that it's a matter for us today of showing people by the way we live our lives who Jesus Christ is and the difference he makes in our lives. Now, my three-year-old great-nephew, his name is Grady James. James named after my brother. Now, my brother is one of my heroes in life because my brother should not be alive today. He has beat cancer twice. He has acromegalia and one of the longest living people in the world with acromegalia. But he's not had an easy life. But he has worked hard and he has proven himself to be a man of God. And so I'm, I sit at my brother, and I'm looking at him, but 
my brother's middle name is James, or his first name is James, excuse me. My great-nephew's name is, his middle name is James. And um, I give a statue of their patron saint within the first year of their life. But I always look for the right statue. But this year I couldn't, or this time with the last one, the youngest one, I couldn't get a statue with that I wanted because I was going to be going to Spain to walk the Camino. And I thought, I'm going to walk the Camino. I told my niece, so his gift's going to come a year late because everything got COVIDed, right? You couldn't get there. So this year I got there. We walked the Camino. And while I was there, I bought this statue, a hand-carved wooden statue for my brother, who's James, and for his grandson. And I gave it to Grady, and Grady said, who is it? And I said, it's James. And he says, Papa? And I said, no, you don't know this James. There's lots of James in the world you don't know. But I thought to myself, it's how we balance and how we live out our lives. And the challenge is, is to make sure that they know the beauty of the crib and they know the beauty of the life that Jesus lived. And he lived it to death for us. That's the challenge of us. How do we pass those Christians on? And we celebrate a beautiful faith. Nobody has the rituals that we have. We have a great faith, and it's been lasting for over 2,000 years. Yes, there's been a lot of ups and downs in those years, but God has seen us through it all. And that becomes the challenge for us to make sure that we are living our faith in such a way that we are showing people Jesus Christ. And you're not going to do it by being mean, because Jesus Christ was not mean. You're not going to bring people to faith by being mean and ugly and shorthanded, but by smiling. Because nobody wants to look at a mad, angry person and say, oh yeah, they're Catholic, I want that. And we shouldn't have that in our life. Our lives should be filled with blessings, filled with love. We're the only people in the world with the Jewish people who have a God that says they are a God of love. We should be loving people. We should be kind people. And I think we are. But we have to show it to people by the way we live our lives and by choosing to be happy. That just makes us I think that when we prove ourselves to be happy, I think God is smiling down upon us. Why? Because we are created in his image and likeness, and we're finally getting it. So on this Feast of Epiphany, let us be mindful that these, uh, these uh, magi who came brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And Jesus doesn't want that anymore for us. He wants our lives. He wants us to live our lives in such a way that we show people our love for Jesus Christ and all that he has done for us. So as we go through this next year or two or even the next months, let us be mindful that as people see us, they understand our belief. And if we want them to believe it, we have to make it believable.